bonjour and welcome back to Minus You. We are on week nine now, which means we have officially started the after chapter of Minus You. Today's episode is Our Five Love Languages, which is one of the first steps that Nicholas and I took as we considered getting back together when we realized how much we missed one another. This step, reading The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, was actually the first time I felt real hope regarding saving Nicholas and I's relationship. This book gave me hope in a sense that it wasn't entirely up to me. It was a guidebook to show Nicholas the love that he needed and that he wanted. It was the first time I felt like, wow, this could actually work and we could actually feel loved by one another after all of the hurt and I could actually get my Nicholas back. He expressed this as well for a moment, yet obviously he did not actually feel it or believe in it or, I guess, like who I was enough to do the work that was laid out for us in the book. Regardless of Nicholas choosing to walk away from our love, the book changed a lot for me and made me understand a lot more about not only myself, but what I could have done to show love, why certain situations hurt, and what they did, and so forth. Love is a noun but it's also a verb. So yes, it's a feeling, but it's also a choice. This was something I learned a lot about after the breakup occurred and Nicholas and I had these conversations. When everything went down, all of the hurt and the pain, it was hard to feel those amorous feelings. And I'm sure he felt the same way. We were faced with so much stress and wrong choices that just left us with an impossible choice. Either way, it sucked. I learned now that the pain of being without him sometimes is just far more painful than the pain I would have experienced trying to work things out with him. I doubt he feels the same way due to his goals being very materialistic based. I can only assume that from his actions that like I said it just did not feel this way for him. As Nicholas and I had those conversations that just weren't delightful, much less not being able to see each other physically, over the phone and on FaceTime for maybe like an hour a day, not even daily. We didn't feel that amorous love. I felt a sense of desperation to fix things, and it felt like I was fighting for my husband. Nicholas, as I can assume, felt chained to me and the quote-unquote problems that I brought to the table. But as we, as I, read the five love languages, I realized that I did not necessarily need to feel that lovey-dovey feeling to show Nicholas the love that he needed and deserved. Over time, over effort, the feeling would come back as he put an effort as well, if that's what he was going to do. Both Nicholas and I took the test, as there's a test on the website, which I'll link in the description of this episode. Nicholas's top three love languages were words of affirmation, quality time, and then physical touch. And the final two were acts of service and gifts. My five love languages, the top three was quality time, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, and then lastly, physical touch. So Nicholas and I both had quality time in our top three, which was a huge part and need in our relationship. This is why we had so much fun together, even doing nothing extravagant. But his primary love languages was words of affirmation. And this is not something that I was giving enough. Regardless of the excuses that I could make for this, I was not giving him the words of affirmation that he needed. And Nicholas was not giving me the quality time that I needed. For example, Nicholas finished his finance exams in like seven to eight weeks, which is basically unheard of. This man busted his ass to get this done, and it paid off monetarily in the end. But when Nicholas finished his test and was ready for words of affirmation from me, 
I was sitting in my own hurt being completely ignored over this seven to eight weeks, which was actually some of our first weeks of being engaged. So instead of loving Nicholas and giving him the support and applause for his really hard work, I was kind of lackluster about it. I complained about my lack of my love language that I needed alongside depriving him of his. Now, when Nicholas received his promotion and graduated from college, this was after the breakup already happened, after I found out about the cheating. So this was like two days afterwards. I remember hearing him celebrate in the master bedroom after finishing his final, the last final of his bachelor's degree. And I was sleeping on the couch in the living room since we no longer slept next to one another. I had considered buying him a, you know, cupcake cake from Walmart in celebration for his graduation, but I don't know, I was just really mad and upset, hurt, lost, you know, all of the above. I didn't have an opportunity to celebrate him in the end because, well, you know, like, it was already over, and honestly, we weren't even really speaking. It was probably one of the worst weeks of my life. It was a personal hell with the man that I wanted my forever with. Maybe I should have got him that cake. I mean, he did deserve it for graduating from college while doing full-time work, while pursuing a promotion, while also trying to move back to Oregon and look for another job in Oregon. It was really hard. It was a lot of work for both of us. And I hope that you see that on both sides of one another, on both um, Nicholas and I's part. It was really tough. A lot of work. A lot of time. A lot of stress. Anyways... During this time, we can see that Nicholas needed words of affirmation. He expressed this, but it came out as, you don't believe in me when I say that I'm going to be a millionaire. This is something that he would say pretty often. He, he would say that he wants to be a millionaire by the time he's 35, and that was a massive goal for him. My response was, it's not that I don't believe that you can, it's just that money feels very intangible to me. So we both couldn't properly communicate our needs. As I was giving Nicholas my, as Nicholas needed my verbal support, I was giving him something else, pouring my heart and soul into it as Nicholas was pouring the same effort into his work. I was using acts of service as my love language expression to him. I made a home. I was the person in charge of maintaining a clean, not cat litter box smelling, gnat traps, leaks, mopping, sheets, making the bed. I was the homemaker. I thought that he would feel loved and appreciated as a man if I kept up a home that was clean for him. If I was a good woman and kept his house clean and cozy and decorated for the holidays and just a, a beautiful space to come back to, he would feel loved as a man. I was pretty wrong about this. Here's where the idea of us shooting in different direction comes in. So he was working his ass off to make me feel loved and I felt empty and lonely and ignored. I was working my ass off being a homemaker and being a quote-unquote good wife while I was working, but he felt unsupported and underappreciated. It had nothing to do with us not actually loving each other or us intentionally being like, eh, I just don't really want to show them the love they need. And it mostly had to do with we didn't know how to properly love one another in this time of stress and our little hellhole that we had acquired in Florida. Don't get me wrong, though. There were times where I should have been supportive, and I was not. Like when he finished his licensing exams and I didn't really celebrate, I just complained about my needs. Or when Nicholas and I were engaged and Nicholas did not dedicate time just to our relationship to make me feel loved as his fiancé and his future wife. Yes, 
We made choices to not show love to one another, but I truly feel like it was never genuinely, like, malicious or in a sense that we just did not care at all about the other person. In a letter that I wrote to Jen that I forgave her, I remember mentioning that learning sucks when you cannot apply it. Nicholas and I were sitting on, or are sitting on, or whatever you want to call it, a wealth of knowledge and tools to love each other the right way. The five love languages are truly the blueprints to get the person that you fell in love with back. It is the blueprints to show the love that your person needs, as well as get the love that you need. Something that's interesting, if you think about it, is if you take time to show that love, if you both do, it would kind of be impossible not to love this person again, not to ignite the spark. Imagine this. Your partner and you have had a really hard month, and you both sit down and read this. You don't feel super gung-ho about putting in this effort, but you both agree to do, do it for a month. Now, for this month, you kiss your partner when they go to work and when they come home from work every day because physical touch is important to them. Your partner cleans the dishes and makes the bed every morning because acts of service is your love language. You would feel loved not only because you're getting that extra effort every day, you'd see it and you'd actually have your needs be met. Isn't that kind of beautiful? Now, what happens when your partner isn't really in on this? You've uh, talked about what's in the book. So I'll sum it up for you, but I strongly recommend that you read the book. It isn't even that long. But so your partner isn't interested in giving effort, but you want your partner and you love them and you want to try to make things work. You may have to be the person to take the first step. Dedicate the next 30 days to meeting their needs for their love language. Express this to them. Tell them this and ask them what they want to and need to feel loved. They may feel cynical about it, but just ask them to give answers. Try it. Do those answers. You may feel empty, but the effort can be incredibly valuable for the time, for just this time being, because of the insane benefits that you could get in return for both of you as a couple. After those 30 days, sit down and talk with your partner. Now, I can't promise this. I, I don't know how your life will look, but your partner will most likely feel more loved and have the urge to do this for you in return. The choice, the cycle of giving love that you need to one another, will begin again, but now in both ways. Something I want to make clear. These things, in fact, almost every episode I have in Minus You, these solutions and these suggestions, they are not overnight fixes to your hardships. You will both have to accept this fact. You will not feel loved every day and you will not feel like everything is perfect and sunshine and roses and NBA Hall of Fame passes overnight or even sometimes within a week. It will take patience from you both. Patience and time. You have to remember, what is the goal? Is it to win apart or is it to win together? Is it to win back one another? or take revenge to prove that the other person really didn't love you properly or something like that. The goal should be to show the other person the love they need and in return, receive that kind of love for yourself. I can tell you truly, it will transform your relationship. Take it from me, someone who can't apply this knowledge to the past because someone chose to walk away from me. 
take it from me and use with this with the person that you love now. You will absolutely not regret it. Go to your local Goodwill or Amazon or whatever and buy the book. Heck, even if you don't want to read it, you can download this app called Love Nudge that is structured after the five long languages to help you check in with your partner. Read it, download it, do it, and save your love. Do it because I can't. I will see you next week for the 10th episode of the after chapter of Minus You, which is self-respect, a concept I really began to evaluate when I saw myself in the mirror for the first time after moving home to Oregon alone. Until next week, adios. <laughs> <laughs>